Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 34th episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and I have an extra special guest co-host this week. She is a total Tennessee girly through and through and a news reporter right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My guest co-host this week is Jeremiah Beatty. Hello, Jeremiah. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited, that, and I know that you're so excited, too. So I am yes. so glad to just have you here and like be drinking wine, talking about crime, doing the whole thing. So we've been talking about this for a long time. And can I just say, I'm so proud of you. Um, I oh, remember stop. when this was just a dream in your head, a thought, and just to see it all. I'm so proud of you. I have to say. Oh, well, thank you so much. That means so much coming from you. So thank you so much for that. I'm going to cry. Let's move on before I cry. (laughs) So Jeremiah and I first met at a news station right here in Chattanooga, but she is a Nashville girl, 100%. You know that's true. But she is an extra special guest this week because she was actually the, like she was just kind of referring to there, the very first person besides myself to ever hear an episode of Crime Over Wine. I beta tested my very first episode. That's the Ray Rivera case. Go and check that out um, with her when I was just trying to figure out how everything was sounding and how everything was coming out and really just like honestly building up the courage to like put that first episode out into the world. And so it's like really special to have you on for the, this week for that reason, Jeremiah. I'm so excited. I remember that moment it was a lot of fun and I knew it was going to take off. I knew then. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we need wine to talk about this because otherwise I'm going to start crying. So and I know Jemiah's ready because literally moments before um, we hit record, she was like, is it time to time to pour yet? So let's get going on that. Um, So this week we are drinking Pavette's Sauvignon Blanc. It's a racy white, as it's described, focused and fresh with citrus blossom, lychee and stone fruit notes, a thirst and taste quencher, perfect for sunny days and lighter fare. Ooh, that sounds fun. So this is kind of, and before I even like pop it open, like, you know, for, you know, whatever I, whenever I think of like the the flavors that we're talking about here, like I think of like a very light wine, right? Like very easy, easy on the mouth. On the tongue, um, yeah. Easy on the tongue for sure, and so you know because this is this is giving a summer wine, and yes. you know we're in the middle of August when we're recording this, so I'm ready for this one. And guys out there, thirteen percent of alcohol. Oh. Okay, I'm oh. all for the high percentage. <laughs> Leave it to Jeremiah so, to to immediately know oh how my much gosh, alcohol. It smells is in this. really good, though. Yeah, really I'm ready. Good. Okay, so I just popped pouring. it open. Yeah, let's pour. Pouring, pouring, pouring. I'm gonna keep it. Short and cute. We don't want to get too wild on here. Not yet, anyways. All right. Well, cheers to you, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for coming on. Cheers. Very light. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. No, I'm into that. You, I listen. So, Jeremiah and I like could not have had have different, um, you know, uh, palettes here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jeremiah is like like sweet, sweet. And when I say sweet, like she wants it like as sweet as possible. Exactly. And so, yeah. So, listen. Like nothing wrong with that. Like at all, right? Like everyone has different palettes and all that jazz. Um, so and so I'm wondering, so I wanna hear I wanna hear your overall thoughts first off, because everyone hears me every week. So. I wouldn't say this is dry at all. It's definitely sweet. It smells so good. The taste is amazing. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's great. That's really funny because I am tasting this and I'm like, this is a pretty dry Sauvignon Blanc. So Really? <laughs> yeah. So maybe she likes dry whites, y'all. Maybe. Maybe she likes maybe. maybe she's she's coming over to the dry side. It's not too bad. 
but maybe because my heart is getting a little cold, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we need to thaw you out with some summer wine. Yeah, it's We need to thaw you out with some summer wine. See, I got to slow down right now. I can already feel the effects. <laughs> Let me stop. Yes, let's pause. Oh, we, girl, we've got like a whole story to get <laughs> through. So, so let's get... Let's get there before Jemaya okay. gets drunk, for I know, sure. So, honey, this is tastes this tastes good. I'm like, <laughs> he was talking about it's kind of dry. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. Well, let's get to the story then, Jeremiah, on that note, because um, the case I'm going to tell you about today is actually one that you first told me about, Jeremiah, and you've been asking me to go over this case with you with a fine-tooth comb ever since. And so I'm really excited to be able to do that with you yes, today. Yes, I'm so excited and thankful that you actually decided to dive in to this one because mm-hmm. it was really exciting to to watch well sad yeah. but <laughs> right well but still but because because then the reason so jemaya so jemaya brought this to my attention and she was saying that you know because she because um the girl that we're about to tell you about is like our age right and so right. when this all happened she was 19 years old like we were both in college yep, yep. um and so you were telling me all about how you were like watching this day whole by thing day kind of play, play out. out yeah yeah And, like, you saw a lot of yourself in her, too. Yeah, Because, I mean, you're in college. You you go to party. Right. She was me. um, And it Mm -hmm. just... You you guys will see. It's it's so crazy. Well, yeah, let's get into it, then. So, it's a story about a young girl whose life comes to a tragic ending, like, way too soon. And when she suddenly goes missing during a weekend out with friends, her disappearance sparks a widespread search and a chain of events that some say do not have a conclusive ending. This week, I want to tell you about Kanika Jenkins and Chicago's Hotel Party. Kanika Jenkins was born on May 27th, 1998, so she would be just about our age today, Jeremiah. Her friends and family describe her as smart and responsible, and you really get that feeling from her from the pictures you see of her. She had this bright, vibrant smile with these big, brilliant white teeth, and clearly loved taking selfies like most teenage girls do, right? In September of 2017, Kanika is just 19 years old, and her mother, Teresa had recently gotten really sick. She had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and had just recently underwent an intensive surgery as a result of that diagnosis. And so Kanika assumed the role of caretaker while her mother recovered. On September 8th, Kanika told her mom that she was going to go out with two friends to celebrate Kanika, recently having landed a job at a nursing home. They were going bowling and then were going to a movie, and Kanika's mom was like so fine with it all, she even let the girls borrow her car. So they all left the home around 11, which to me feels like a little bit of a red flag right off the bat because you know that she's possibly lying to mom because like again like what bowling alley is open that late and what movie theater has showing that late either and you know something liam i never realized i didn't know that context she just provided here that her mom was sick Mm -hmm. i didn't know that i didn't know that and uh, i just feel so bad for the mom now yeah Uh, Yeah. but what can you do right her daughter was a teen and she wanted to sneak out 
And right. And well, and like, that's just like, like, you know, like you can, you can have it both ways, right? Like you can be like a very dedicated daughter, but then also like, yeah. you know, just want to go out and like blow off some scene with her friends at night. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Let your hair down. I believe right. in that. I believe in that. And she knew, I mean, she was anticipating what it, how it ended. So. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, if Teresa knew that Kanika was fibbing to her or not, it was indeed a lie. The girls had no intention of going bowling. Instead, they were going to a party that their friends were having at a hotel room at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, which wasn't too far from where Kanika and her mom lived in Chicago proper. Security camera video shows Kanika and the friends entering the hotel from a side entrance at about one in the morning. The friends head up to room 926, which is where the party is happening. Ultimately, uh, at least 36 people ended up showing up to the party, and police said more than half of them were not of legal drinking age, including Kanika, and some of them may have even been under the age of 18. And it's at this point that Kanika starts to learn some things about the party that she doesn't really like like. For starters, there are a lot of older men at the party. Like, not like super old, like we're not talking about like old, old men, but old enough that they were, you know, really, you know, not it's not, it wasn't really appropriate for them to be hanging around a 19 year old girl and, you know, possibly kids even younger than that. So, what I'll say to this part, um, you know, those scary movies where it's like you enter a building, I can't remember the movie, but you enter a, a building and you never leave. And it's just unfortunate here, but also a lot of people at this point were questioning her friends. But I just, like, who they knew, I mean, they were just young girls going out, having fun, but Mm -hmm. weren't really using their heads this night. Yeah. Yeah, and it does, and, like, we're gonna get into all this at some point, I'm sure, but, like, the like the friends were clearly very comfortable with these men, and so kind of what you're alluding to here is, like, how do they know these people? And it's like the gut, the gut. Maybe Kanika at this point, there was yeah. that gut feeling, maybe. Like, okay, they're a yeah. little older, but. Yeah, well, and, but point being, though, like, we've all been there, too, right? Where it's like, mm, yes. you know, like, 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 maybe this wasn't really the best idea. Like, like, you, we've all had that feeling. We know what feeling, you know, Kanika is feeling at this point of, like, you know, like, I didn't know that these guys were going to be here. Like, they didn't tell me that. And so, like, but, like, what do you do? Like, you're trapped there. Like, you know, probably a little bit of peer pressure at that point, too. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't all either, though. Kanika, at some point, finds out that the guys hosting this party weren't exactly, like, the most stand-up dudes, you know, besides the fact that they were hanging around, like, teenage girls. She finds out that the hotel room was bought using a stolen credit card. Okay, see? Now, I didn't even know that detail, but, wow. Okay. Yeah. It just keeps getting worse. I can only imagine what her heart felt like. And let me just say, this wine, I'm starting to feel a little buzz. (laughs) Already. Starting to feel a little buzz. Girl, girlfriend. We are like, we're, slow your roll here. Slow your roll here. We are on page three. I'm going to set down the glass. <laughs> no, keep going. No judgment. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> well, you know, that is obviously a bit of a red flag, of course, yeah. you know, just like anybody would be feeling at this point. But Kanika and her friends stay at the party and have a pretty good time together. The party does at times get a bit out of hand, as you can imagine, and hotel staff later tell police that they got at least one noise complaint about the party. Throughout the party, Kanika's friends 
friends start jumping on Facebook Live, broadcasting their actions online. Kanika's friends are mainly featured in the videos, but Kanika makes some cameos in them too. In one of the videos, Kanika's friend is there swaying, smoking something, singing along to the music, and talking to friends on the phone, giving them directions on how to get into the parking lot and how to get to the hotel room. And the backdrop of that video is discovered by some online sleuths who post some enhanced versions of this video. It's thought that Kanika may have been heard in the background crying out for help. But in the rest of the context of this video, everyone else is in the room just continuing to smoke, you know, sing, coming, going about their usual business as though nothing is happening. And so very weird scene there for sure. I briefly kind of remember this. I just remember there was a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're, me and my friends were in college at this point, uh, clicking in, CNN, NBC News, following on what's going on. But that video, I remember, mm-hmm. was just on everyone's Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, it was going, like, crazy. So... It's later released, though, that, you know, what was thought to be Kanika crying out for help in the backdrop of this video was actually just the lyrics of the song that they were listening to at the time, which would explain why, you know, no one really seemed to be all that concerned at the time anyways. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, in another live video, though, as described by multiple news outlets, Kanika appeared to be really unhappy. Appearing to be getting more and more intoxicated, Kanika had been expressing some frustration about the older men at the party who had been aggressively flirting with Kanika. Kanika was clearly not interested, and yet they were being very persistent and not taking the hint, and she kept telling them that, but they were not leaving her alone. And see, that makes me wonder, Liam, why she kept drinking like if she Mm -hmm. there had to be i'm sorry if i'm at a party and i feel uncomfortable i'm not going to continue drinking you know Mm um yeah well but also too like my like where my brain goes and we're gonna talk about this like much later on so definitely hold this thought for sure but like like it makes me wonder like how much she was she was actually drinking like you know i mean like dr- like you know in these type like this type of sketchy yeah. situation like i don't put it past any of these guys to like slip yeah, something in the drink yeah that's very true right so yeah so like maybe she did stop drinking is the point like may- or maybe she had already drank so much you know by her own free will so and then think about her friends are they really friends as many times she's mm-hmm. like hey guys i'm really concerned sure no one's listening yeah yeah, and, and like, a little PSA here, right? And, like, and Jeremiah and I can definitely talk about this, right? Like, I feel like, like, anybody listening to this, you know, who, who you know, could potentially end up in a situation, you know, where, you know, you're just not comfortable, like, like, surround yourself. Like, if you're going to put yourself in these types of situations, yes. like, whether just yes. at a casual bar, like, wherever, like, surround yourself by people who are going yes. to be looking out for your, like, looking looking out for you, um, you know, because you're drinking, like, you're putting yeah. yourself into vulnerable situations. Like, never put yourself in a situation to be taken advantage of and where you can't be in control and so make sure you are surrounded by people that can keep you safe and and likewise yeah well and and even if it's not like this kind of environment right like even if it's just like a casual night out like you never know right like you never know when you can have too much to drink and like you know don't really have the opportunity to like you know to to get a ride home right you know like you like so you you just want to have people who are going to make sure that you're making the best decisions make sure they're looking out for your safety like that like if no if if you don't learn anything else from this episode of this podcast like learn that please yes Amen to that. 
Yes. So at 1.30 that morning, Kanika sent her last text message. It was to her sister, and I never saw, like, what that text message was, or even if it was anything significant, but I do have to imagine that if it was actually significant to this investigation, then that would have been publicized as part of that investigation, so I kind of discount that a little bit. About an hour and a half later, the girls left the party, and there are some conflicting reports about what happens next, but basically the girls exit the room and either get a bit down the hallway or get all the way down to the lobby of the hotel when Kanika tells her friends that she had left like all of her belongings inside of the hotel room, including her car keys and her cell phone. Well, Kanika's friends tell her to stay put and that they were going to go back to the room and get her belongings for her. They were gone for about 10 to 20 minutes, according to them. And when they returned, Kanika was not where they left her. When Kanika's friends returned, Kanika was nowhere to be found. They searched all around the hotel for her, and after about an hour, they decide they're worried, and they decide that they need to call her mom to tell her what is happening. But, I mean, in this moment, they did the right thing. You know, they called her mother to alert the mom Mm -hmm. what's going on. But I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. and you guys know my history with this story. It's just, how do you lose your close friend? That's all I gotta say. Right. Well, and... And I don't get, like, like so a couple thoughts went into my head, right, when I read that, that they left her in the lobby to go back to the, the, to the, to get the car keys and the, and the phone. Like, at this point, I had already, like, understood that, like, there were some guys that, like, weren't, you know, treating her right. So maybe, like, it was just like, you know what, you stay right here. We'll go back. That's a good friend, right? If you're just like, Benefit we don't want to. Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I like that, Liam. We don't want to yeah. put, we don't want to put you back into that room, into back into that situation. Like, we'll just go back and do it for you. But where my brain also goes of, like, you're, this, these are probably not the greatest friends of, like, you probably can tell that they, that, that Kanika's drunk at this point. Like, Kanika's, like, not of, a, of a good mindset. And so leaving her p- be, Probably not the best choice. And at no this point. friend, but, just to ask, no friend stayed behind with Kanika while right. the other girls went up. She was just alone. If she was just alone, and there were, I, I believe there, and there's like again conflicting reports. Like I read that there were anywhere from like two to four friends with them at various points in the night. I believe at this point there were at least three. And can I just so. say this to all my mm-hmm. friends out there and future friends? I would never put you in this position. I just want to <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I also like put put myself into their shoes of like they were probably drunk too. Like they were probably under like they probably weren't, weren't of a good straight. mindset either. weren't thinking straight, and so that I have to factor that into all that too. But again, we go back to like you know make sure you are around people that you know drunk or sober are going to make the the right decisions for you. And we're about to find out why that's so important. So let's get there right. So, somewhere between 4 and 4.30 in the morning, the friends call Kanika's mom to ask if, you know, she had went home without them. And when she says no, they tell Teresa that Kanika is missing. They can't find her. So, Teresa tells them to come get her so she can drive back to the hotel to search for Kanika herself. Because remember, you know, they borrowed Teresa's car. Um, When the friends arrive, Teresa can tell that the friends were heavily intoxicated. And when she asked them what happened... 
she just does not feel good about their story. Kanika's friends tell Teresa that Kanika had only had, quote, one cup to drink that night. And Teresa tells them that even one cup was too much for her. She was, you know, not only underage, of course, but she knew that she had some medical conditions that caused her not to process alcohol all that well. So, you know, again, feeling the effects much more than than someone with, you know, without those medical conditions. And see, I never knew that either. Putting myself, I like how you were putting yourself in their shoes, the friend's shoes. If they were as heavily intoxicated, the mom could notice that uh, they weren't clearly in their right mind. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel uneasy even about how they're going out of their way to contact. It's almost like they're kind of covering their tracks a little bit to me. Yeah, Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. I don't know. No, it's possible. Well, but but you see that all the time in these kind of investigations, right? Where it's like, it's, you know, it's you, you, you call police, right? Like you, like you try to, you know, be that person at the front and center of everything. So that way, when people are looking for suspects, like you don't look at that, you don't look at the people who, you know, appeared to have done the right thing, right? And not saying that this is, you know, necessarily this this case or not this case, right? But I mean, it's not a bad assumption to to go to at all. So, but then also too, like this whole one cup thing like drives me nuts because it's like, what does, like, what the fuck does that mean? First of all, like one cup of what? Like it could have been like a whole freaking cup of like a vodka and then like, boof, like, you know. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about solo cups. Right. Solo right, cups probably. can get you screwed up depending on Well, the but liquor. like a cup, a cup could have been a solo cup. It could have been like, you know, a, a like a mouthwash cup. It could have been a freaking cup of, uh, that's, that's this big. That's, that's the size of a, of a wine bottle, you know? Yeah. I think it was a solo cup. Now, depending probably, on yeah, what you're was probably in there, right. that's enough well, to mess yeah. anybody up. That's all I right. can say. And, and, like, <laughs> and I think back to like when I was in college, right? And you know, like you have the, the, like the bucket and you like, Lord knows what you were dipping that cup into, yeah. you know? And so like, like who knows what, what you're, what you're drinking. And so it, it that, that answer just does not like feels very no. immature to me. So, yeah. But again, these girls yeah. are babies, so. Right. What do you right, expect? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like wondering if they knew that she had medical conditions. Like I wouldn't really be telling my friends that. No. Certainly if I was like drinking when I probably shouldn't and be. So the mom never reveal what i mean i guess it doesn't really matter it's yeah just... i mean i saw like some some like like mentions of this like it's and it it, it really is kind of irrelevant yeah, and it's it and is. it's conflicting and so i didn't really put that in there so you know but kanika's friends tell her the entire story about the hotel party the alcohol the older men and how she forgot her keys and her phone and how they went to go back to get them for her but again her friends are clearly intoxicated and possibly under the influence of other substances too and so Teresa doesn't really know what to make of anything they are telling her. So when they get to the hotel, Teresa decides to go right to the people who should have been the adults in the room. She goes to the hotel staff to ask about Kanika, and she asks if she could see security camera video from the hotel so that she could try and track down her daughter herself. But hotel staff tell her that she can't see security camera video. Only police can, and only after Kanika is reported missing to police. Proper protocol, yeah. And Sure. And um, let me just say, I used to work in a hotel, and people love to quickly blame about you. <laughs> yes, two years I worked at um, as a receptionist at a hotel, and it's very easy for hotel staffers to get blamed, especially sure. in this. So I would say they have no clue 
past once they hand that key over and once they go up mm-hmm. those stairs, they have no clue what's going on. And like adding on to that too, like they also have like a certain level of responsibility here um, to like their other guests, right? Because they can't just let like some stranger view the security camera video. Like other guests have like exactly. an expectation of privacy. Exactly. Um, and so that, you know, I know it's like a little infuriating, like on a surface level, but like when you think about it that way, like, you know, do you want like some, some lady who like claims that her daughter was at this hotel, um, you know, like just watching your every move, you know? So, and you know, something else too, you just said, we're talking about wee hours of the morning as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's what four right. in the morning, Um, And then we, you even said earlier, her friends were sneaking in on the side of, like, they weren't coming in probably Mm -hmm. the main entrance. So those staffers, great point, you know, to go to them, but they know little. They probably didn't know a lot, but I can only feel for the mom at this moment. Like, oh my gosh. Right. Right, yeah, and like going back to that, right, of of like you know, like we're talking about like a mom who's just, like who is in Frantic. mama bear mode. Like yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't blame her for being like I want to see that video and I want to see it now, right? Yeah. Like I don't blame her for that necessarily, but I also, I mean, you can only do so much. Liam, before we get in this, I gotta pour up. <laughs> go for it, girly. Go for it. Pause. 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 There we go. <laughs> There's the sound of that. <laughs> Resume. Well, Teresa is not one who is necessarily going to take no for an answer, though. She starts going door to door throughout the hotel, knocking to ask anyone if anyone has seen her daughter. As she should. As she should. The hotel gets some complaints about this, however, and ends up calling police to report this. Around 7 that morning, Teresa calls the Rosemont Police Department to report her missing. The dispatcher initially tells her that it's likely that the friends are lying, like kind of what Jermaine and I are thinking, and that Kanika is likely passed out somewhere, and that the best thing that she could do right now is go home and wait to see if her daughter would come home eventually oh this story just keeps getting worse and worse and i not a full day has passed yet because i just Uh -uh. remember i can't remember how long it took but i i think this is when the mom was just going kind of outrageous with um as, as she should you know rightfully so her daughter's missing uh taking it i think she reported to media outlets and Right. This is when we're like, oh my gosh, you know, she's at a party. Like, she, every mother in America saw their daughter right here, right mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and let's recap too. So, so, so it's a Friday night, right? That's when Kanika goes out with friends around 11. Um, and then, so then Saturday morning, one o'clock, that's when she, they're seen going into the hotel. Four o'clock is when, was, is when the friends go tell, um, tell Teresa, um, that Kanika, they can't find Kanika. And then, at the, so now we're all the way back up to seven o'clock that morning. So it's been eight hours. Um, and then, and that Teresa, fi- that Teresa is finally able to report her missing. Um, which frankly is miraculous compared to some of the cases that we've, that we've covered on this case. Cause sometimes it's been, yeah, sometimes it's been a week and police still won't take a report. You know, j- God knows why, but different podcast, different story probably. Um, and you know, in this case though, police do end up taking a missing persons report right away about Kanika. 
Vega and begin investigating later that afternoon. They get more cooperation from the hotel than Teresa did. They do report to them the contents of some security camera video, but they don't actually show the video to the police officers. The staff says that they found nothing that showed Kanika anywhere on video and that they did everything that they could to find it. Okay, so at this moment, I think the hotel, okay, no, like working in news, um, this is bad publicity um, mm-hmm. for the hotel. So I think right now they're just it still doesn't yeah. negate the fact that they're holding away facts, but... Yeah, it, I mean, and again, like, putting it, like, because the hotel looks real bad, like, mm. throughout this whole entire story. Um, So let me just say, like, from their perspective, like, again, they have a legal responsibility that they have to uphold, right? Like, they can't, like, you know, just be given stuff out left and right just because, like, again, somebody says that some girl was in their hotel. They have no record of her being there because they... She, she's she, not on record. She's not a guest, yeah. right? And so it's... So, so from their perspective, right it's like they have to maintain a certain level of of responsibility and privacy like i think of like of like pretty woman right like when when people were like you know snooping around about um about julia roberts character you know and and the hotel staff were like nope we're like we're just gonna keep this you know above board kind of thing like we're not gonna like we can't just be like spreading stuff around it's the same it's the same concept it's you know like we like other guests have a certain level of responsibility if you just let police See whatever just because, like, you know, like, because they claim something is is happening here, because one person claims something is happening here. They can't just be doing that. And so I know it's it's a fine line, but it's a line. Yeah. And, you know, I guess when we get later in the story, I have some more to talk about with the hotel. Mm -hmm. I just can't say right now. So Well, let's get to that then, because I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Well, police end up searching every floor of the hotel, even returning to the room where the party was held, but at that point, everyone had cleared out, of course. The police ends up searching the surrounding area of the hotel, and in all, they found absolutely nothing that brought them any closer to finding Kanika. So after several hours of searching through town, they decide that they are going back to the hotel staff to ask them about the video again. And this time, they want to see it for themselves. Hello, Crime Over Wine listeners. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We are the hosts of Like Mother, Like Murder. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. Each week, we bring you stories from missing and murdered to survivors and women who empower you. And of course, some mom talk sprinkled in. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at Like Mother, Like Murder. And give us a follow on social media so that we can say hi. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. All right, Jeremiah. So, you know, my little sweet girly, I need to know how you're feeling about this. Um, I feel really good. Like, I, I think this really sets the mood, the vibe, you know, a chit-chat mm-hmm. about crime over wine. Right. So, oh, I like oh, that. Oh, what a good name. So, I feel, I feel really good. Like, it. Yeah, it tastes really good. But like I said earlier, just be careful, like, drinking it. I'm not saying it's dangerous. It's just what is so good, you forget yeah. it's wine. 
<laughs> yeah, you re- it honestly really is. So it's very light flavored, right? Mm-hmm. And so like like when you think of like really sweet wines, I feel like it's really like I th- feel you know really rich, um, rich flavors in there. Like this, I'm j- it just like floats right across the tongue. Yeah, and like when you talk about like chit chat wine, like I always feel that way with yeah. Sauvignon Blancs because I can just like it's a social wine. It it's is. A it definitely wine. is. It's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Not just saying that. I wouldn't lie to the people. <laughs> well, if you are looking for like your mid, like this episode is going to come out in like mid to late September. So if you are looking for your like mid September barbecue wines, pick up some Pavette Sauvignon Blanc because you, you, the people are, the, the conversation is going to be flowing just as much as the wine. So yes, facts. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get to the next part of the story because I, I know you got a lot to say here, yeah. Jemiah. So let's get to that, shall we? So when police go back to the hotel staff to ask for the video, they show it to officers. And as they scrub through the events of that night, they see the girls heading into the hotel through that side entrance, and they track them all the way to the hotel room on the ninth floor. And then right on cue, as Kanika's friends had told them, they leave the room around three in the morning. The friends walk down to the hotel lobby around 3.20, and then the friends leave Kanika alone in the lobby, and police are able to then track Kanika's every move beyond that. Jemiah, here's the full video I'm going to show for you of Kanika's movements that night, and I'm hoping you're going to be able to describe it for us. Okay, so empty hallway, elevator door open, she comes, oh yeah, she's drunk, (laughs) y'all. Not laughing. Oh, she's barely standing upright, like, falling against the walls and everything. Yeah, I remember watching this, it's so sad. Yeah, she can barely stand upright. Like, she was really drunk. Very drunk. I mean, falling against the walls. Okay, so showing her coming down this hallway. And see, if I, like her friends, the fact they just left her in this condition, it's even mm-hmm. more troublesome here. Yeah. Like, she's leaning against the wall to walk it's that bad and i just remember like watching back in college like uh, just wondering like why would they leave her alone like that someone didn't stay behind and make sure she was straight so let me see so we're in another empty hallway yeah she's still walking and like i see her like even like pulling up her pants a little bit too like like i think like point being is like she's like not in any sort of mindset right to like be able to to be left alone. And I just saw her face a little bit. Like, yeah. she's she's out of it completely. Right, right. Yeah, and she's, like, doing that thing, like, I feel like with mm-hmm. drunk people do, where she's, like, her head is even too heavy to, like, you know, keep mm-hmm. up. So, okay, so now we're in the kitchen. <sighs> okay, so, again, we're seeing this all play out right now on Liam's podcast, you know, within seconds. But this was days. Mm-hmm. So, it took them time to release all of this to the public. And this is where it was disappointing for everybody. Yeah. And to be clear, like, days to release the video. Because right now we're at, like, about a day the in the investigation from yeah. a police officer perspective. So Before we saw this, it was d- days had gone by. Yeah. So, now we're just, like, following her throughout the kitchen area. Again, like, there's nothing going on in this kitchen. Nothing. So, like, it's just... And it shows it's about 3.30 in the morning. Right. And... What's crazy, though, I mean, she went from the lobby mm-hmm. here, and no one... I mean, I mean, it's early in the morning, so nobody yeah. would have been up and at him anyway. Right, exactly. So now it's a different hallway, again, still, like, not able to 
to function. Well, she like fall, runs right into like this, Ooh, like yeah. yeah, to this like guardrail on the stairs. Looks like she's going trying to get back into maybe like an elevator or something. Maybe she was trying to make her way back to the lobby and just. I mean, the only thing that like makes sense to me of like where she could where she could even be going is like maybe trying to like get back to the room, like find her way back to the room, and she just got lost in the hotel because she's not familiar with this hotel. So no, not at all. Or like maybe trying to get out to like her like find where her car is. I don't know. Or her friends. Yeah. Right. And then her friends would have had no idea she was she was even here. Mm-hmm. She just walked into like a room, right? Still not coming out of the room. Okay, so she just came out of the room. She's just lost. Yeah. All I can say, Liam, um, it's just the fact that, like, we were watching, me and my friends, watching this, waiting for someone to come out of the shadows. Mm. Walks out of frame, and so now we're back into the kitchen. In the, the kitchen. kitchen. And, like, this is, like, again, like, there's, n- like, when we say nothing, like, there's, like, there's not even, like, like, it doesn't look like anyone's cooked in this kitchen for months, right? So. Yeah. You know those old country films? The yeah. tumbleweeds are... Yeah, right. Rolling across the ground. Okay. So then she walks off frame out of the kitchen, and that is the last that we see of Kanika Jenkins. For now. For now. Thoughts? I just... I'm going back to when they finally released this, and it just... for Okay, for all of those, all of you who have not, you know, really known this story, and... Going back to in that moment when it was all playing out, you know, we're seeing police hold press conferences, the mom, you know, worried about what happened to her. You're seeing, okay, she's just roaming around this hotel by herself. This Mm -hmm. is when we can see clearly how intoxicated she was. You know, everyone was saying it, but we could see it. We're kind of getting a visual representation of just how drunk she was, and she was left alone. So this is when everyone's pointing the fingers back at her friends, like, how could you leave her by herself? What were y'all thinking? So that's kind of what we were thinking in those moments when part, because I think they uh, released videos in part. So when Mm -hmm. we saw this, it was like, what were the friends thinking? Oh my gosh, she was really drunk. Someone yeah. drugged her. All these conspiracies just started floating around. So. Yeah. Well, and let's keep in mind too. So, so, so she presumably right drove the friends yeah. to the hotel room right at one in the morning. Like God knows what happens between eleven and what happened between eleven and one. I don't think that like that part of the story is still really unclear at this point. Um, but at one of them between one in the morning and three twenty, she gets this drunk. Or this intoxicated off of something, right? And so, like, my brain goes, like, there's no way that this is just alcohol, right? Like, there's, like, there's yeah, something, yeah. there's something else going on here that is not being, you know, broadcast. Cause there's, n- like, unless you drank, like, an entire, like, half a bottle, like, half a freaking handle of vodka, like, straight, like, off of this, like, like, how do you get this drunk in such a short period of time? Like, there's something weird going on here. That's what I see when I see that. Yeah. And again, we're gonna, we're gonna link to that full video, um, on our website and in our show notes. So if you want to go see that, you'll see exactly like again play by play or Jeremiah's and Jeremiah and my play by play of what exactly this video, the security camera video is like. So go check that out so you can get clued into this full thing. Um again on our website in our show notes. They're both there. Um or they're they're in both of those, whatever. 
So here's what police, though, see in this video. Kanika sees her stumbling down the hallway around 3.30 in the morning. She's running into walls, almost falls down a couple of times. Again, clearly heavily intoxicated and under the influence of some kind of substance, whether it just be alcohol or something else. Clearly, she consumed far more than just, again, one cup of alcohol, whatever that is. Kanika gets onto elevators and goes to a lower level to walk upstairs and then down a few more hallways before going into the men's bathroom at one point. Finally, as we both just saw, Kanika finds herself in a kitchen that was under renovation for a restaurant that was moving into the hotel. And when they ask hotel staff about what was back in the direction of where Kanika was walking, they say that there's a fridge back there that is on but not currently in use, actively anyways. The hotel staff says it's being used to store food while the restaurant was under renovation. And so that explains, I think, Jeremiah a little bit about why like everything was just totally empty. Didn't really look like, I would say, a renovation. It didn't really look like no, that. It like, it just looked like it just wasn't in use. But again, so going back to the police's first encounter with the hotel staff, it's just... Why were they being so fishy yeah. handing this over? Yeah. Well, and again, I keep going back to the fact of, like, they have a certain level of, you know, responsibility to protect yeah. privacy and all that jazz. And, too, like, I just have to imagine, like, this is overnight staff, right? And so, like, I would guess that, like, you're... They wouldn't know that. Yeah, like, right. your manager, like, the, the manager... The day-siders. Yeah, right, like, your manager that's, like, you know, knows what the law is and knows what, you know, what you can and can't release to the police, like, probably isn't there. Right. It's probably whoever like they could find to like fill to like shove onto the desk at like three o'clock in the morning. Right. And like they're just there to like basically like, you know, be like a living body. Right. <laughs> but I mean, point taken, though, Jemiah, about like about like the, the, the secrecy and it just it just feels like yeah. if you really wanted to, you could just like, you know, release everything if you really wanted to. In the cli- like I'm, I'm thinking about the climate that all of the all of this was happening when it was happening in real time. It was just. It was just a scary moment. And it was like, yeah. why not help and just clarify some of these right. details? I mean, everybody yeah. was tooth and nail wanting to know what happened to Kanika Jenkins. Right, right. So. Well, this was the last place that police see Kanika on camera. Like we said, she never comes back into frame. So this is like a great place to center their search, right? So they go down to the kitchen, walk back toward the fridge, open it up and see nothing just an empty fridge. But through the fridge is a freezer, and you actually have to walk into the fridge to get into that freezer. And when they open the door, there it is, What exactly what they're looking for. It's Kanika, dead on the ground of this freezer, lying on her side, face down with one of her shoes off. And she is frozen solid, according to police. <sighs> Guys, also... I don't know if you want me to say this, Liam, but I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, of it, her inside there. I'm, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to at some point. Like there are like so the police like broadcast her like crime scene photos of like her dead. Like you can go see because we like, were doubting it. Yeah, we just y'all. When I tell you the amount of days we were watching this case play out, people were like, "There's no way she just walked right in a fridge." Like. They had to shut down. We were, I mean, I'm not going to say I was part of the conspiracies that were floating on online, but like, I don't know if y'all remember what I said earlier. Somebody in the shadows was going to come up. Right. Somebody was following her. We just could not believe this girl. Just walked into just, a freezer. Just, no, yeah. no. So they had to silence it right. because it was like, 
And I remember when I finally saw it, I said, okay yeah well yeah and and good point and really good point and like i don't know who was like pressuring this to like put out yeah. these like extremely graphic photos like Very again graphic. brace yourself we are not going to link to this in our website no. because i don't want and that please but... don't let your personal fascination yeah. make you want to oh yeah no no, no please please, but please. no but, but a lot of but a lot of news <laughs> outlets did publish these photos um and uh, like i don't know i like here's where my brain goes and like jemiah like you know like for those of you who don't know like jeremiah is like a very strong black woman i want to hear your period. thoughts on this period i want to hear your thoughts on this because i like where my brain went the first time i saw this photos is i just can't imagine if she was a white girl white that woman. they yeah. would be okay with just putting her dead body out for the world yeah. to see that way but at the same token of kind of what you're just talking about about the people who were pushing to see those photos potentially yeah we just could not believe what police were saying because at this point in time going back to when all of this was playing out it was it was a huge mystery it was like no way this girl just walked in the freezer y'all what a cover-up what a cover-up right and i think that was a way for them to kind of be like guys like we're not lying so Mm -hmm. here do i think they would not have done that if it was someone of a caucasian i don't know I don't know. I just remember it wasn't enough for the people when the story came out and the press conferences were had. It was not enough. um, And we needed more to really believe the narrative that was being pushed out of the events that transpired that night. Because everyone was still circulating around her friends and, you know, the hotel staff being fishy and it was just a lot going on. And I have to imagine that in that type of situation, too, that like the fear of like, you know, if we don't like put it like nip this in the bud right now, like it could get out of hand. Right. Like and like, you know what I mean? Like someone could get hurt, you know? Very much so. I mean, I can't remember what other incidents were were happening at this time, but this this was huge. I mean, this was the biggest mystery I mm-hmm. felt like in my college years because it was a a young girl around my age doing the same thing yeah. I was and just disappeared. Yeah, and no one knew. And you know what? Too like it reminds me like just in terms of modern day stuff like the Shaquilla Robinson case. Yes. Same vibes. Yes. Same vibes. Yes. Right? We were questioning the friends. Yeah. The, Everybody in that hotel room was under the scope. People were finding their freaking in, like social medias to yeah. be like, you know what you did. Like I wasn't, y'all. I was not involved in that. <laughs> I was just watching it all play out. I was just yeah. watching. Like it was like go to like I would wake up, go to class, come back and see what was going on with this case. Yeah, that was how serious it was. Yeah, me. put all this into perspective. I suppose I think that you know, um, it just it just. It, it, like they needed to close that chapter right and so yes. like the only way that yes. they were going to be able to close the chapter is be like nope like she was frozen like she yeah. froze so i could see that i could see that they could have blurred yeah. some of the stuff in there because i mean that's the last the last i mean I, just didn't think for her mother yeah. to see her like that i i don't think they they mm-hmm. made it about the people instead well, of the love well but i also I like. but but in those type of situations though like the like the family members often see the 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 you know crime scene photos the the autopsy pics anyways that's a good point so that's i you point. know that's just like usually one of the places that they go so i and and i think even legally too i think that they have to to like find someone within like a certain like level of kin to be able to like to say yeah. definitively that this is this is the girl right like that is one of the ways that you can identify yeah. somebody so 
Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I. This is all just like my like you know like my crime brain yeah. going right like so yeah. but so so anyways i think i don't i don't know i mean but but to that point though too like to have like like as a family member to know that like everyone is seeing it to know that like like it's on the front page of the paper like it's in the it's in like the nightly news that kind of stuff like that is a little re-traumatizing yeah, for sure that's so. That's a lot. Well, you know, the hotel staff say that when police found Kanika, the freezer was just reading 31 degrees Fahrenheit, but it could drop to as low as just 8 degrees Fahrenheit. The security cameras don't actually capture Kanika walking into the fridge, but they also don't show anyone else walking toward the fridge that night either. So for that reason, police say that they do not suspect any foul play in Kanika's death. They are operating under the assumption that Kanika's death was simply just a tragic accident. A sad tragic accident. Right. A sad one. Because again, it this even them saying this, it wasn't enough. Yeah, it was not right. enough. Right? No, not at all. Yeah, and you know, I, again, I but but to that point though too, like going back to like the hotel staff of like, like if they had like potentially, we don't know for sure, but if they had you know just handed the footage over to the mom, like when she asked for it, and you know we could have pieced together that that's where Kanika went like so long ago, right? Oh right my off gosh, the bat. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. So well, anyways, we all know where we're, I guess everyone knows where we're going. Yeah. Where I'm going with that so I don't feel don't feel the need to say that but um but I mean so I don't know like I hate to even say it because like they didn't know what was happening but so I don't know I mean shoot to be like this girl is missing let's go check the fridge yeah that's not the first place I'm thinking but if they check the cameras right and saw that she walked into the fridge valid point so I'm right there I don't know like who knows yeah but Kanika's mom is not buying that story. You know, the story that she just wandered in there. Something still just is not sitting right here. After all, at this point, she still hadn't even seen the video for herself either. Plus, as far as she was concerned, Kanika was this well-behaved, responsible teenager, and she knew how sick her mother was. So why would she be out acting this way and putting herself into a position to accidentally hurt herself? It just did not make any sense to her. So eventually, police do show the video to Teresa herself, and she's really worried about her daughter's behavior. She looks heavily intoxicated, and again, that just isn't like her at all. So at this point, Teresa is feeling really suspicious of Kanika's friend's story. As she processes her grief, she holds a tearful and emotional press conference where she says that she believes that her daughter was murdered in the kitchen that night. She believes that whoever did this lured Kanika back to the the back of the kitchen somehow, killed her, and stashed her body in the freezer to dispose of her body. All I gotta say is, I simply forgot this woman has been sick. Mm -hmm. I just feel for her. I feel for the mom. I feel for the mom at this point. Like, it's just awful. Yeah. But it's like, at this point, that narrative that was being pushed... It was like, I don't know the timeline, uh, the, the camera, the security cameras have already been released. So at that point, it's like everyone saw this girl clearly walk back there. Mm-hmm. But there's like 
we still didn't see her walk into the fridge so there is that like right. that still that big question mark like right like, mm. well and hint to like again like i could see like super skeptical mind at this point being like well who else is back there you know like yeah. i want to see her walk back there and i want to see her die otherwise i'm not going to believe it y- you know like i mean i could see how that how that's how that's in some people's minds you know so i mean it's just it like it's just it just feels so like ridiculous right i mean that feels like a weird way to say that but like it feels like such a like an absurd th- way to go that like it's yeah. like like i need to see this to believe it otherwise i really am not sure that somebody didn't kill this girl in the back you know and her mom is clinging right to any hope right of faith well that... and that that's a hard thing for a mom to digest right like let's talk about that for a second too like how like you like some like in a mom's mind like you need to justify this Far beyond, like, my kid did this to themselves by accident. Like, I, like, there needs to be something far more sinister going on here. Like, how, how do you, how else, how are you, how else are you supposed to digest that whole situation? Yeah. And death, like, okay, not just, okay, she's drunk, Mm -hmm. she was partying, she snuck out, but death is so final. Yeah. There's no comeback from death. Yeah. So, I, I get it. That's for your daughter to, to make a big, you know, sneak out and do all this stuff she normally doesn't do and to make such a definitive move a final move that has no there's no comeback you yeah. want to cross your t's and dot your eyes right and there's like probably a certain level of guilt too right because again like my, like i think of my mom in that situation like there ain't no way my mom is buying that we're going out to a movie and, and going no. bowling at 11 o'clock at night on a friday you know what i mean and so like like but i could see like that kind like from from what i know about Teresa her hearing that and being like okay you know if like and knowing that like there ain't no way this girl's going out to to go to go bowling like for the love of god and so you know knowing <laughs> that she's probably going out with some friends probably going to go make some yeah. bad decisions you know but like you know what she's a good girl go let her go let her do it go yeah. let her have some let fun let her let her hair down she's been by me yeah, yeah so there's probably a little bit of guilt there so I don't know. I, I guess I could see where it's just like there needs to be another answer here other than my precious daughter just wandered into the freezer and froze to death, quite literally. Yeah. So, you know, now a few things, though, I do have to say about this freezer. For starters, like I said, the freezer was connected to the back of the fridge, so you had to walk through the fridge to get to it. The fridge and the freezer both had external handles that had to be pulled in order to open. But the freezer was also equipped with an inside circular release mechanism, too. So the first time I read that, I was like, wait. Hold on. What? So let me explain how I ended up piecing all this together in my head if you're in the same boat as I was. So I kind of picture like the outside, like a car handle, right? Like almost like you have to open that door to get in, you know, you know, to get that open, you know, easy enough, right? Like again, if anyone's worked in service before, um, you know, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And so the inside may not be equipped with the same thing, you know, not like, like, not like a regular door handle. Instead, maybe this kind of like quick release knob, which may be confusing to a person who is heavily intoxicated you know like i can totally see how you're just like trying to get like trying to figure out like what like how do i get this door open and then it's just you know before you know it's just too late and those doors are hella heavy oh yeah i used to work i worked at coastal too yeah i worked at a hotel those doors are heavy so i mean we just saw the the security footage, I this girl could barely stand up. Right. She could barely hold her She's head that, up. That door. She was yeah. leaning on the walls. Her strength was 
kaput. Yeah. It was not there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, good point about that for sure. But, and then also too, like, you know, like I could see where it's like, like if somebody is not used to those kind of doors, like I know the doors, like I know what you're talking about here. Yeah. Um, like, I, but, like I could heavy. see how it's like, it's like, wait, there's no door handle to get this thing back open. Like I'm confused. And then like, like you just, you can't figure it out. Like, it'd be, you know, you just can't. And it's eight degrees. And sometimes you have to literally give that, that door a shove right. to open oh, yeah. it back up. And I remember I worked at Cold Stone Creamery. So I used to use one of those crates to prop it mm-hmm. open because I'm claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And it made me nervous to let the door shut behind yeah. me. No, I feel that. So. Well, and it gets like cold, like super cold in there, like super, super quick. Cold. Yeah, I used to work at Barnes and Noble, the cafe, and so, and I remember like because, and we didn't have it like this, but we had like like what it's described here, but we had a freezer and a fr- and a fridge, and those doors like. Like you, like I had to put like my entire body weight, right, to be able to get that door back open. Um, and so, like, I, like I don't know, like she was clearly confused, like clearly went into the wrong door, right? I think that's like totally fair to say here. Um, and so I, like, I could see how, again, like we were talking about, like you just, you just don't have that strength to get that no. door back open. I mean, or the other thought here is too, right? Like you go in the 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 freezer, the the cold, the the cold, like totally catches you off guard. And you, you pass out, right? I mean, that that's kind of that, that was where my other thought. And again, I don't even want to think about how this like girl spent this spent her final I moments. Know. But like, it's like that's where my other thought goes of like you just like she's under so much influence of all different kind of stuff. She just passes out, and that's it, right? Despite Teresa's suspicions, Kanika's autopsy doesn't do much to confirm what her mother is fearing about her daughter's death. The initial results of Kanika's autopsy are inconclusive, but they do find some contusions in her stomach, which is evidence of hypothermia, and later reports say conclusively that that is how the medical examiner believes that she died. Now, Kanika doesn't have a lot of wounds on her, and because of that, investigators say that there didn't appear to be any kind of struggle when Kanika died, including any indication that there was a sexual assault. Kanika's brain is swollen, and as the medical examiner notes, which could have been a result of her hypothermia, logically speaking, she does have some scratches and wounds on the foot and ankle that was exposed from her shoe not being on, and she has a purple contusion on her right leg, which, according to the National Institute of Health, is a common thing to see in fatal hypothermia cases. So, I don't know about you, but this just gives me some relief mm. a little bit, at least about with the sexual assault. Because oh, yeah. remember, her biggest thing was her, you know, she was concerned about the older sure. guys in the party. Um, so knowing that that was thrown out makes me feel good, but it's still unfortunate. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. I like, so it's funny because when I got to this point, when I was reading about the autopsy, that was actually the part where I was like, wait, what? Like, hold on. Like, I'm actually, I have a lot more questions because. Like, I have so many questions about these, like, cuts on her ankle. Like, I, like, sure, like, she, you know, was trying to get out so badly that, like, she, like, you know, cut her foot somehow. But I just, I just don't know. Like, I, like, that, like, when I, and I, like, listen, I, like, I'm fully on board of, like, this was, like, a really bad accident, like, 100%. But I do, like, when I, I do have questions about this, about these cuts, right? Like, I just want to know, like, when I got to this point, I was like, wait a minute. Like, 
like, hold on, like, how did this happen? Where do these cuts come from? Like, how fresh are these cuts? Like, I never got those answers at all. And, you know, now you saying that, now that you say that, I think about how the shoe came off in the first place. But I do think about seeing that security footage. Listeners, when you finally come across it, her shoes and stuff were, were loose. Like, and yeah. she was oh she yeah and she didn't loose. have socks on so like, it might have it was, just slipped off yeah. like honestly right yeah it's possible right and like again like she's super like you know not with it at all at this point right and so like maybe it was just like her trying to like kick it open right and like you know shoe came off and like didn't even realize it like when it was like already like getting to that point of like you know this is kind of a bad sitch you know so I don't know. Kanika's toxicology report, though, is where things get real interesting here, Jemiah. The medical examiner says Kanika had a blood alcohol content of 0.112, one and a half times the legal limit of impairment. And, like, definitely more than, you know, what someone would have after just one cup of alcohol. Kanika also had a drug called Tup. Pyramate in her system, which is a prescription drug used to treat epilepsy or to prevent migraines. The drug is also prescribed to patients to help them lose weight and control muscle spasms. Taking it combined with excessive alcohol use can exasperate the effects of alcohol like any drug and cause you to fall asleep and to have feelings of confusion. Now, when Teresa hears this, she is extra confused and extra concerned because Kanika did not have a prescription for this drug. And as far as she was aware, she didn't have a prescription for any drug at all. Okay, so a couple of thoughts here. So we knew starting the story off, her mom was sick. Could she have gotten it from her mother? Yeah, but like, why would she be taking that? And I feel like she would have said that, right? Like, this is mine. And, and see, you know? that's not like, okay, y'all, I'm not trying to say anything about my past, but that's not like something you take to be like, let's get lit tonight. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But also, I think of like teenage girl too. Like, I thought I, when I heard the weight loss, right? Like, like teenage girls, like, certainly, you know, you know, would be doing that, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. You know, I could see that happening where it's like, you know, taking this out, taking this without mom knowing, like if she thinks that it's going to like help her drop a pound or two, unfortunately, right? I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's the reality, that's right? That's strange. So, Unless, yeah. you know, maybe it was something handed to her. Cause I mean, one of the, right. the, the uh, symptoms it treats is migraine. So yeah. I don't know why that would be okay. in her system, but that, wait, let's just get to the alcohol blood level, mm-hmm. blood alcohol content. That's crazy. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's normally what? 0.08. 0.08 is when you like can't drive anymore. So this oh, is like one, that's, almost one and a half times that. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. And, and, and again, like way beyond what like the friends say she had, which like, again, she's not like, they're not like monitoring her alcohol use in any way. Like it's like, you know, so like I could see how that could just, you know, oh, you know, what, like, okay, whatever. Like, I, like they were drunk. I'm not, like, you know, like, you know, putting more on them than needed. Like, we get what's what's happening here. The point being is, like, there is heavy, heavy alcohol use here. You know, like, there, like, there's, like, she's yeah. drinking a lot. Like, regard, like, if she had, you know, more before this party and then only had one cup at this actual party, like, she's drinking more than she should have yeah. been drinking. So, I, I don't know. And, and again, like, going back to this, to this, to this drug, right? Like, because where my brain goes of, like... Uh, 
like maybe something was slipped into her drink at some point because she doesn't really seem like the type of girl to like mix drugs and alcohol like based on what we know from her but i could see like a world maybe where she just like was taking it and didn't know that she should be you know shouldn't be drinking on it at the same time yeah so yeah well the medical examiner ends up ruling kanika's death an accident caused by hypothermia with alcohol and drug use being significantly contributing factors. Investigators later know that no, quote, date rape drugs were discovered in her system either. But even after all of this evidence pointing in the contrary, Teresa is still not convinced. She still thinks that foul play was possibly and maybe even likely involved in Kanika's death. And as far as she's concerned, if police aren't going to give her some good results out of this, she is going to get some for herself. She files a $50 million lawsuit against the hotel in 2018, claiming the hotel was negligent for not properly securing the freezer area, not allowing her to view security camera video right away, which delayed a specific search and possibly could have saved her daughter's life, and for the hotel not doing enough to stop the party because they knew it was happening. Teresa alleges that the hotel was only trying to protect itself and its reputation since they knew the party was happening when they got noise complaints about it and pieced together at some point that the room was purchased using a stolen credit card. I never saw anything beyond that, though, to detail how the lawsuit worked out for Teresa, but multiple outlets did report that the hotel offered to pay for Kanika's funeral, but I never saw if Teresa actually ended up accepting that offer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But the hotel, the steps that they failed to take could have really saved her life. Um, And I'm glad that she was able to, I know that doesn't like fully heal her heart, but I'm glad that she was able to take action against them. They're the the ones at the end of the day, I I could see being most responsible for, for all of this. So, well, yeah, I mean, and again, like I see it from, from their perspective of like, we have, you know, this responsibility, but at the same time, like this girl's life is at stake. And I'm sure, you know, again, if they knew that she was literally freezing to death in their freezer, I think, yeah, they probably would have yeah they would have stepped up right and so i would hope so anyways i mean maybe not but you know i would hope that they would have you know taken action at that point um but i don't know again i just wish that like when when because Teresa was there within and within what two hours of of all this happening and like maybe this could have ended up differently if they just like showed her the video like looked through the last two three hours of the video but the employees wouldn't even probably have access to cameras now thinking yeah, about no, it you're right about that. And, yeah. and definitely those there at like 3 a.m in the morning in the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. working the third shift they're not right yeah so i just remember at this point in time those who were watching in national news it still mm-hmm. felt like there was more to this story yeah but yeah. At some, you know, like every story has an ending. It kind of felt like, okay, while we feel, uh, we still feel uneasy, we have answers. Yeah. We have some facts. We can piece sure. it together. Yeah, I feel like, you know, really similarly, like I feel like I'm like, really? Like that's, that's it? Like, like that's, like that's the final thing, but at least there's something, right? Like at least we like have some sort of, logical you know within the realm of logic um you know answer to you know to what happened to this poor girl but 
it again, it, I guess the like where I get stuck of like, like if she had like you know made her way onto the roof and fallen off of the roof, that is like 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 a logical you know way to go right but like it just feels so incredible to me that like she just wandered into the freezer and And just couldn't get out and froze to death and that was it so i think that's like the the insane way that she ended up going i think is just what you know is just what makes this story so unbelievable fair yeah no fair i mean like i said days were going had gone by um it took us a while i think we knew, okay, she was dead, but to see how she got there, um, it just left us all uneasy. So the fridge part was just like, like you said, it, it, it's the part that's just, how how could this happen? And it, it yeah. was just insane to watch play yeah. out. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, of course, you know, the online sleuths had an absolute field day with this story, right? There are a few theories about what may have happened to Kanika. The first being what police landed on, that Kanika got drunk, confused, and wandered into the freezer and couldn't get out. She likely struggled to open the door and eventually just froze to death. And that's the story we were all having a hard time with. Okay. Right. That, that small clip of video, like we saw her wonder there, but there's we don't have the clip of her opening it up, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I guess it's and like not that you would have a camera there, right? No, but you like, wouldn't. Uh, it's, yeah, I guess it's just a shame that we don't have a camera there because if we did, like, it would really end the put story. it right. <laughs> you know, the second theory though involves some sort of foul play, and again. I have to say that there is zero evidence of this. Supporters of this theory, though, point to the Facebook Live video as possible evidence of Kanika calling out for help. But again, that was proven not to be Kanika's voice. They say that someone may have lured Kanika to that kitchen that night somehow. I really don't know how, actually, because, again, they were leaving the hotel. She didn't have her cell phone and she was clearly very confused as to where she was going. But I guess I could see, like, if that's, you know, that was the the final, you know, end point here. But sure, you know. But supporters say that she met this person and either they killed Kaneko or maybe she even like possibly passed out and the person thought Kaneko died right then and there and panicked and put her body in the freezer to buy them time. Yeah, I see that. It's just with you all, when you see the video footage, it's just like we didn't see anyone else. No one else Mm -hmm. was trailing behind her. Um, Yeah. It just, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And, right. And, like, I almost think that, like, that is, like, the mo- the most logical theory absent the fact that, like, there was nobody else in the video of, like, okay, like, if somebody else was really involved, like, there was some sort of, you know, of, you know, of you know, ill intent here. Like, like maybe the ill intent was either she was drugged, you know, with, with that intention or, you know, she, you know, passed out, you know, with, like around somebody, you know, the person thought that they died and then they like stashed her, mm-hmm. you know, that feels like, Again, if it wasn't just a situation where it was just somebody where she just like wandered into the freezer and froze to death, that feels like the other explanation here that would result in some sort of charges for me. Yeah, I I just still think about the video footage. It's just I didn't see anyone trailing behind her. So, yeah, I mean, I I, and I guess my only thought there of like, like, how is there nobody else in this video of like, you know, maybe they were like, maybe it was like that well thought out, right? That like they were there hiding for however long and like told her like meet me down here 
I don't know. Again, it's far-fetched, don't get me wrong, but, like, I guess I could see, like, like if we're really, like, you know, fetching that far, right? Like, I could see that we're, like, that, like, that feels like the logical explanation yeah. to how it's not just some sort of crazy accident. Um, you know, the last theory, though, again, I have to say, there is no evidence of at all supporters of this theory accuse the hotel of having something to do with Kanika's death somehow, or were at the very least involved in covering her death up. To support this theory, they point to the fact that the staff delayed handing over the security video and also accused them of editing it to not show another individual who may have been waiting for Kanika in the kitchen. But again, like, no evidence of this at all. And police said that they have 36 hours of video from the hotel from that weekend and have publicly released every single clip that they have that has Kanika in it. Yeah, I just, I, there's a part of me that just wants to say I don't know the motive of the hotel, but the motive, mm-hmm. if this were the case, if this were true would be to protect their reputation. But sure. I don't I don't see them going out of their way like that. Like Right. I like don't. what what could possibly be the what benefits the them worse. Yeah. yeah. What could be worse than that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess but then my other thought goes to of like, okay, well what's the motive for someone else to kill her? Yeah. Right? Like like why like what what's what's the point in that? Like I don't know. Unless we just don't know everything. I did read, like, there was some talk about, like, some of the people um, who were at, who were at and, like, possibly, like, supporting this party um, were gang-affiliated. Hmm. So maybe that had something to do with it. But even that was, like, very fleeting reference. Like, so, and, and I can't, I just can't imagine this girl was, was a member or even, you know, an enemy of a gang in any way, so... And I have to say, we're both storytellers. You know, at the beginning of the story, it was very easy. You know, her friends Mm -hmm. were very easy to villainize here. Right. But I'm shocked that in all these theories, no one has mentioned the friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there are, like, some some theories about, like, the friends being involved in in this in some way, shape, or form. But they did the right thing. So they did off bad... They did the right thing, but her friends would have yeah. had no clue to to check. I mean, they were on the ninth floor. I don't even mm-hmm. think that was the top floor of the hotel. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't even know where to begin their search um, if they were going to try to find her. Like it. Yeah, they wouldn't have even known where to start. Right. Well, and also too, like if if the if these friends were involved, like I th- I definitely think they were negligent in a big way, right? Yeah. Um, but if these friends were involved, like directly in some way, shape, or form, like why would they go right to get the mom, the mom and drunk and all? They said, it. <laughs> "Let me call her mama." Right. Drunk. Right. 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 So I mean, if if they are if they were going to you know try to stash her in some way, shape, or form, like why would not they just? you know, make up some story, like wait, make up some story and then, and then go for it. So I don't know. So I, I I think like they, they definitely give me the side eye. They definitely give me the bad friend vibe, but like, they don't give me murder. Yeah. No. So, well, you know, as for the investigation though, that is pretty much where things stand with Kanika Jenkins. Her death is still classified as a tragic accident, but the last I read from Teresa at all suggested that she still doesn't believe that fully. She still believes that her daughter was the victim of a murder in some way, shape, or form. I, um, I can't say she's wrong. I can't say she's wrong, but, you know, with all the facts that we have regarding this case i just remember 
after we saw the video of her and the pictures of her, it was kind of like case closed, you know? Yeah. It was that stamp of, you know, okay, it's not what we thought. But for her mother, Mm -hmm. I can see why it's it's still hard to make peace with it. Yeah. And as a mom, like, that's hard to wrap your brain around, again, like what we were talking about before. And, like, and I I do agree that, like, that would be case closed for me of, like, seeing the pictures and all that jazz. Um, But, and, like, but what was really case closed for me was, like, there's no other wounds on the body. Like, how Mm -hmm. else would this have happened if it wasn't this way? And so I'm, and again, like that's why the only thing that makes sense is like she passes out. Some idiot thinks that she's dead and like puts her the body, like puts her body in there. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's manslaughter at the very least, right? So, uh, I don't know. It's I feel like we could talk in circles about this all day long, yeah, big time. But I have to ask, Liam. I have to ask. Have okay. you had a story on your podcast where it kind of there is an ending that's not still mysterious? Well, so the the closest thing I can think of is episode two of this podcast. It was M- the Mary Reeser case mm-hmm. um, that, you know, scientifically, again, go go read this case um, you know, or l- listen to this case if you haven't yet. But it, like it's scientifically like satisfying, but logically and like in every other part of my body no. feels so odd. And so the basically I'll give the rundown there. But but homegirl caught fire. Um I remember completely unprovoked. Yeah. And so, and so it was literally just like her body, like they called it the wick effect. It was her, her fat, you know, um, served as the, um, as the candle, the, the, um, the candle wax in the, in a fire, in a, in a, in a fire. And she just like funneled and like burnt her, burnt her crisp, literally. And so that case, I still, there's still a part of me that goes, Somebody, Somebody out there possibly something. could yeah. have lit her on fire. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, if but the logical side of me, the scientific side of me says, okay, if that's if that's really how homegirl went, then <laughs> that's, how that's really went. how homegirl went. But so, but I do have to say, like in terms of like unsatisfying, this feels very unsatisfactory yeah. to me because, like, yes, like you know, like the logical explanation here, she wandered into a freezer, but it just doesn't like what like what the big question to me and like maybe it's just you can't put an answer to it because there's no logical answer to this question why did she walk in there like why did she like why does she feel the need to go in there and, and only, again maybe she was just too drunk to figure that out yeah, so only kanika can answer that question only kanika are you right about that yeah. so i don't know and maybe just to like honor her and like you know protect her her family's sanity like maybe we just have to land on that's where we're at and just like keep it there and button it up right that I really hope her friends like I don't know maybe come out and say something even after all these years I don't know there's just (sighs) oh there's a documentary something is coming from this because this was a this Mm -hmm. was a huge case this this really was guys as much as like okay she walked to the fridge I mean days we're I'm talking about I'm going to class I'm coming back from class like okay what's new what what have they learned what yeah. what what are police saying uh yeah it was it was it was yeah. hair pulling hair I think gut at wrenching. the very least with them you know I hope that they like learned a lesson of like you have to keep an eye out for your friends better yeah. than this right like you have to you know, because because and this just like this whole case just screams, you know, you know, children 
mixing with alcohol. Yeah, man. Well, uh, we could talk about this all day, but I will just zip it up right there and say, Jeremiah, that is all that we have for you this week. So thank you so much for coming on. You were a blast to have on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoy. Liam, congrats. You're doing awesome. Uh, Well, thank you, Jeremiah. I appreciate you. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, tell everyone where they can find you and your work online. Okay. If you really want to know, my Instagrams, I am Jeremiah. I know boring, but there you can keep up with me. I'm all fitness. I love dressing nice. Tune in, tune in. And um, what else? Facebook, Jeremiah Beatty. So. Well, there she is. There you go. Well, Thank you again so much for coming on, Jeremiah, and thank you all so much for listening. We are going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and probably come up with a few theories, too, and make sure you write those theories into us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of our social medias. And if you are just loving this podcast and just wondering how you can tell everyone and anyone about it, the best way to help others discover this podcast is by leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening right now. So make Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're wondering what we have in store for you next week, here's a quick sneak peek. Hello, everybody. It's Liam. And I'm Clay Smith. Next week, I'm entering the Crime Vineyard, where we are going to talk about a chilling, unsolved case that rocked mid-Georgia almost 10 years ago. And it is by far the most frustrating case I have ever heard of. We'll tell you all about it next Wine Wednesday on another episode of Crime Over Wine. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.